0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. New articles up there all the time. Now I have an auction draft strategy article that you can check out, as well as my snake draft tips, as well as my updated rookie rankings as part of our big picture cheat sheets, sleepers, busts, all that good stuff there for you available right now at SportingNews.com their positional rankings as well. Here, we have to finish uh, Mock Draft Week on Locked On Fantasy Football. Unofficially, that's what we've been working with. So we've reached the end here. We've uh, gotten off to a good start through our first several picks through Round 9. So why I'm doing a Round 10 through 17 kind of catch-all type of show is that everyone's draft is going to be drastically drastically different in terms of the players selected in those late rounds. Because, again, values just kind of uh, go out the window. You're just going for players you like, players you need in your particular situation with your roster. So, again, yeah, you're using the cheat sheet as a rough sketch to tell you uh, what players might be under or overvalued there in, in the later rounds. But really, it's just about rounding out your team with the best depth possible here in 2020. And we'll uh, first look at our team so far, our 12 teams that we've constructed here over the course of the mock draft that we started with round one last week and uh, went through round two, round three, round four, round five, round six, round seven, round eight, round nine. So if you missed any of that, how we uh, did our progressive building from that first pick to our ninth pick for these uh, 12 teams, you can check it out. We're using Half point PPR as our format here, 12 teams. So you do uh, 12 teams over 17 rounds here. So that's what we're doing. And uh, now it's time to kind of see where every team's at. And then uh, we'll do kind of a round-by-round analysis of uh, names that'll pop up, some question marks if you're on the clock trying to decide between a few guys at a position. Just things to consider there, rounds 10 through 17. So, again, we'll... Start by looking at where we are at with all these teams and what we need going forward. So, let's look at Team Christian McCaffrey. They picked number one overall. So, let's look at them, how it's set up here. So, McCaffrey is your RB1. You have Kareem Hunt as an RB2. Tevin Coleman as your flex. at the Wide receiver Kenny Galladay, Mike Evans, and Terry McLaurin are your starters. Julian Edelman would be your fourth wide receiver or flex. Zach Ertz, pretty good value at tight end there in the fifth round, and Tom Brady is the quarterback. So, and you got a starting lineup here Brady, McCaffrey, Hunt, Galde, Edmonds, McLaurin, neither Edelman or Coleman in that flex position. So, we've got a nice little team here for sure. So, what do we want to do here? Well, we know the McCaffrey pick made us hold off at running back, Hunt and Coleman. We like those two options, but we need a lot more running back depth. So that's what we're going to focus on here in the final eight rounds. We need maybe a little bit more help at wide receiver here. We like our four, but maybe one or two guys that have uh, some upside there that we look at late. Given Zach Ertz and his injury history, I think we need to get a tight end backup here. And for Tom Brady, we just need to get another quarterback that we can uh, maybe play the matchups with. So kind of a platoon situation, but we took Brady so late there. In round number eight, we want to uh, kind of uh, go for a top backup, look at the matchup, see how they line up here in uh, 2020. So, that's what uh, is kind of on the agenda here. And the final thing that you look at for this situation is uh, McCaffrey. What do we do there? I mean, right now, it's between Reggie Bonifon and Mike Davis. We're not quite sure how to handcuff McCaffrey. It would be nice to take... One of these guys with some clarity, but I lean towards Davis right now in the later rounds. And again, as we're going to say with all these teams picking from Team McCaffrey all the way to our 12th team, Team Hopkins, it's all about kicker and defense last. I don't care how you do this, but really kicker preferably in round 17 without exception. And defense, you could pick a little bit earlier than that. But again, you don't want to reach for defense, and we'll get to it. At some point where we look at uh, defenses we like, don't like here, and uh, look at the comparison. So, one guy that hasn't gone off the board at quarterback is uh, Aaron Rodgers. Cam Newton, Matthew Stafford, some of these guys are still available. Jared Goff. These are all good compliments to uh, Tom Brady here in a platoon situation that we will look at for streaming here in uh, 2020. So, again... Uh, Everything else before you think about defense, if you've got some pressing issues, you've got to go there. Just don't take defense because you're bored and don't think you need to add to another position. Play the streaming game as much as possible on defense. Now we go to Team Saquon Barkley. Team Barkley, Team Saquon, wherever you want to call it. So their running backs, uh, Saquon Barkley, Le'Veon Bell, and Matt Breida is your third. uh, Allen Robinson, Amari Cooper, and uh, Cortland Sutton or your three wide receivers. You don't have a next wide receiver. However, you took Evan Ingram at tight end, and Mike Gusecki is your backup, given Ingram's injury history, Josh Allen's your QB. So, What screams to me is that you need a lot of wide receiver depth here, so that's where the focus is going to be. A few more sleeper running backs. I think Josh Allen is fine, but I would uh, try to hedge my bets with Josh Allen, a little bit of quarterback. So, I want to come back and get a guy that I feel good with. Maybe it's a Ryan Tannehill, someone of that nature that we look, or Dale Jones, somebody that we want to look at to provide some uh, nice uh, backup potential there behind uh, Josh Allen. Then handcuff, I, I think you look at Deion Lewis. He's not an exciting handcuff, but you need somebody. If uh, Barkley were to go down there, you've spent the number two overall pick on him. You want some help. So just like McCaffrey with Davis or Bonifon, you want to go there for sure with this team. And then defense kicker final considerations there. Now we do have a team that does not have a quarterback, and uh, this team might look at Aaron Rodgers, look like Matthew Stafford, but team Ezekiel Elliott, so far we have Elliott in the backfield Mark Ingram. Ronald Jones is our third back. Terry Cohen is our fourth back, so we got some depth there. Uh, George Kittle is our tight end, so we have an elite tight end. At wide receiver, it's DJ Moore. Keenan Allen, AJ Green, and we added Jameson Crowder, so we kind of want to pepper everything, but Quarterbacks are the priority here. Try to get that platoon down as fast as possible. Work on the wide receiver depth because you do have um, one guy with an injury, Green coming back from that, and Allen has had his share of injuries as well. So you want to really load up a wide receiver. Running back, I think you sprinkle it with a few more guys, maybe including a Tony Pollard here behind Ezekiel Elliott at some point for your insurance in the first round, um, maybe even a Gus Edwards just because uh, – J.K. Dobbins is off the board. He might go there and then go kicker and defense. And then we're up to uh, Team Kamara, Team Alvin Kamara. They already took care of their handcuff situation. They took uh, Latavius Murray in round eight. So they're good for half of it. They could still look for Aaron Jones' backup just around the time, round 10, round 11, round 12, where you would think about taking A.J. Dillon. I think Jamal Williams will be a factor as well, but... Dylan looks like the guy that could be the replacement for Jones if they don't re-sign him next year and definitely will make Williams expendable. So he's the guy we're looking at. at wide receiver, we got Juju Smith-Schuster, DJ Chark, Devontae Parker, and Christian Kirk, but but I think we want a little bit more here. Kirk is a shaky wide receiver force, so a little bit of help there. And in general, again, we're limited at running back here. We're really going to have to start a... Flex wide receiver, so that makes the wide receiver important. Once we take care of the Jones backup situation, Hunter Henry. said had a history of injuries as well. The knee, he should be fully healthy, but we want a little bit of backup there. Definitely with Matt Ryan, I think you want a backup quarterback. And then you go defense kicker. Our fifth team that was on the clock was uh, team Michael Thomas. and uh, So they have Thomas, Tyler Lockett, and uh, Hollywood Brown are their wide receivers. But that's it. So they need a lot of uh, wide receiver help. At uh, running back, you have Austin Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers, and Marlon Mack. So we feel really good about the running back situation for RB1, RB2, and Flex here. So pretty strong there. So we'll just take a few flyers there, maybe look at uh, uh, an Eckler backup, another uh, Justin Jackson or Joshua Kelly late in the draft. Uh, maybe try to look at Daryl Henderson here early before we get into the wide receivers behind Akers to try to have that Rams backfield. So... That's something, consider we have Austin Hooper as our uh, tight end, and uh, I think we want a little bit of hedging our bets there, Hooper making the transition to the Browns. Then Patrick Mahomes, the question is, when you get an elite quarterback like that, do you want to really invest in a backup QB? And I say don't, just play it, and whenever Mahomes has his bye, just see what happens there. So I just wouldn't uh, go too far into – Thinking about that, when you have a top QB, you only need this guy for one week, hopefully. We won't have Mahomes get uh, injured again like we need to and uh, make up for his production last year. Matt Moore actually was a very good fill-in for Mahomes last year, just directly behind him. So there are options of backup quarterback. You don't have to invest if you have an elite one in Mahomes. Next, we're up to our team that picked sixth right in the middle of the first round. There's team Dalvin Cook. So Dalvin Cook in the backfield. David Johnson, number two. Uh, James White is our flex guy. Duke Johnson, some insurance for David Johnson. We have Travis Kelsey, an elite tight end one. Our wide receivers are Odo Beckham Jr., DK Metcalf, Gaff, Tyler Boyd. That's it there. And Carson Wentz is our quarterback. So the first thing that screams is we need to get the backup to uh, Dalvin Cook. That's Alexander Madison. He's one of the best handcuffs in all of fantasy football. So he's going to be our next priority probably with this team wide receiver. You're very thin here with, uh, your investment, in Duke Johnson to protect David Johnson. So you only have three, got to get uh, three more probably in these next few rounds. I think with Carson Wentz, you have to have a strong backup QB, even though he's got through the entire 2019 season healthy at, uh, Running back, I think you'll need a little bit of help other than Madison here, even though you got James White and you uh, protected the Texans situation. And I think you can get away with no tight end. Travis Kelsey is pretty durable here. So unlike the George Kittle team, where uh, Kittle has had uh, some issues with durability, to get a little backup there, this team with Kelsey doesn't need it. So it gives you a little bit more flexibility to address that wide receiver insurance. And uh, you can even think about getting two quarterbacks behind Wentz with that uh, flexibility, not having to take the tight end and, uh, again, once you take out of Madison, then there's less pressure on a running back as well. Once you boxed in all the running games there with James White being the pivot guy that you need when the other guys can't be available to play. The next team is Team Derrick Henry. We had uh, Derrick Henry, and Nick Chubb in this backfield. Devin Singletary, strong number three. We also tied him to Zach Moss a little bit later there in round number nine. At uh, quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, we feel good about that. Uh, You look at receiver, uh, Cooper Cup, Jarvis Landry, Michael Gallup. Could use a little more punch there. Basically three wide receiver, two, three borderlines here. Tyler Higby at tight end. So first thing that screams, we need to get Darrington Evans at some point. Maybe a little later. We want to wait it out, but don't want to wait too long because I think he's a very strong backup to protect our number one overall pick as well. We need more running back depth than that. I think at wide receiver, just because we started out with Cup and Cup and Landry have a few question marks that we wanted a lot more wide receiver insurance. Higby had a great season last year, but I think we need a little bit help there. Quarterback, I think this is where we have the luxury we can punt to, just like the Patrick Mahomes team and just hope Lamar Jackson stays healthy, go there and uh, address quarterback. Because Lamar Jackson doesn't stay healthy like Mahomes. He invested so highly in these guys. Your season is probably not going to go the way you want, so... That's part of it as well. I look at it, and quarterback handcuffs, I just don't see the need. Really, even if you have a middling QB that you think you can start every week, I wouldn't necessarily draft a backup quarterback. Uh, But, again, if there's some concern about not playing him every week, then that's a different story. But Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, you're going to set it and forget it with both those guys. The next team that uh, picked was our number eight team was uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, team Edwards-Hilaire, team CEH. They ended up with him, Chris Carson, and uh, the Lions combination of DeAndre Swift and Carrion Johnson. So good flex potential there from that spot. You have uh, Chris Godwin at uh, wide receiver one, Marvin Jones at wide receiver two, Sterling Shepard at wide receiver three, Russell Wilson is our quarterback, Mark Andrews is our tight end. So definitely the screams, we need more wide receivers. We waited long. I mean, think about it. Our next wide receiver after Carson was in, or after Godwin in round two was a uh, the pick of Marvin Jones in round seven, and then Shepard in nine. So we definitely need some more help there. We want to think about DeAndre Washington behind Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. We want to think about later, Carlos Hyde and Rashad Penny behind Chris Carson to think about that. Again, with Russell Wilson, most durable quarterback in the league, he's not going to miss anything other than his bye week. I would say no quarterbacks there. I think it's 50-50 on getting a backup tight end here because uh, Andrews is stud all but one week. But he does have... Uh, The diabetes that he's playing through as well. So it's a tough situation for anyone with an existing illness going in. So maybe a little bit of insurance there for Mark Andrews and then defense and kicker. Next team is Dean Devontae Adams. And Team Devontae Adams uh, with this. Team, you had Adams, A.J. Brown, Stephon Diggs at wide receiver, and then also had Brandon Cooks. So good flex option there in Cooks. And running back Joe Mixon, James Conner, waiting on J.K. Dobbins is our three. So we really have some nice depth there. Deshaun Watson's our quarterback. Jared Cook, we settled for a lesser tight end. So we do, we do need some more running back help here. Uh, diversify. I mean, Dobbins helps a little bit to have that upside with Mixon and Conner. But you might look at uh, Anthony McFarland and... Uh, Gio Bernard here to help some uh, depth straight behind our running backs here. We might want to tap another running back situation, but have to diversify a little bit there. Maybe one more wide receiver is all we need because we're pretty strong here, we feel, with uh, Adams, Brown, Diggs, and Cooks. I mean, it's pretty darn good, so maybe not too much investment wide receiver. Definitely need some tight end other considerations other than Jared Cook. And uh, backup QB, Deshaun Watson has had the knee injury that put him down. So I think in this case, versus Wilson, versus Mahomes, versus Jackson, I think it's worth having a backup to Watson. The next team was our 10th picking team. It was uh, Team Tyreek Hill. So they had Tyreek Hill wide receiver with Calvin Ridley. The number three here was... uh, Will Fuller and Debo Samuels are four, so maybe Fuller or Samuel could really produce big time and uh, give us uh, three wide receiver one potentials here. So we're excited about that with our depth of that position. Kenny Drake is our RB1, pretty solid there. Leonard Fournette, RB2, a little shaky, but we also came back with Raheem Mostert there in round number six, so pretty good value. I don't know if he's going to last that long in a lot of leagues. Uh, maybe the split will allow that, but at least let's just tap into the 49ers there in that rushing attack. So uh, we have... Uh, Hayden Hurst a tight end, we like that value for sure in round seven. So, again, I think we're going to focus on wide receiver depth. We have, uh, again, Hills had some issues in the hamstring here and uh, more uh, banged-up nature in camp. Ridley's had to miss games, Fuller, Samuel. So we want to make sure we have as much wide receiver depth as har- possible. Maybe go to Miko Hardman, get some uh, help on that same team here uh, in uh, Kansas City. Maybe uh, go to Brandon Ayuk to give us a little of a punch there at uh, wide receiver while Samuel misses time. So some things to look at there. Running back depth, we could use a little bit more. But we are glad we did get three here that we feel good about. So not as high a priority as wide receiver. Backup tight end, Hayden Hurst has a history of injuries here. Is a little older for his position switching team, so we want that. I think we'll skip the backup QB here. Dak Prescott is our starter. Very durable this side of Wilson, so put him in that category. And that's how we construct our roster. Team number 11 here is uh, Team Julio Jones. And Julio Jones, he had uh, him as wide receiver one, Robert Woods wide receiver two, T.Y. Hilton wide receiver three. Pretty good combo there. At the backfield, we have Josh Jacobs. He took Melvin Gordon. We feel like we may have reached a little bit for him, wanted to solidify it. Now some questions about him, but we did get Phillip Lindsay. so... Feel better about the Gordon pick with Lindsay in the mix. David Montgomery gives us a little hedging our bets here that we have a little depth at running back. So running back depth goes on the back corner, More wide receiver upside, Jacobs and Woods. And Hilton have missed time in recent seasons with injuries, so we need some help there. Gronkowski, we need a high end tight end to go there. I think Drew Brees, it's fair to have a backup QB. He's older, he did miss time with the thumb last year. So this year we can give that consideration before defense and kicker. Finally, uh, we'll set the table with our uh, Team 12, Team DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Hopkins is wide receiver one. Adam Thielen, wide receiver two. Deontay Johnson, wide receiver three. And uh, John Brown, we have some depth there with him. Four. Miles Sanders, Todd Gurley, your backfield with uh, Kyler Murray in the quarterback spot. Jordan Howard giving us the third running back. And uh, Darren Wallers our starting tight end. So, we're pretty set, so we have a lot of flexibility here as Team Hopkins. Go for running back depth, wide receivers with upside, they're young. We don't have to necessarily go with the backup QB. Kyler Murray is pretty durable for the Cardinals as a rookie. And I think we should consider backup tight end maybe, but it's not a must here with Murray and Waller at those two positions. So we have a lot of flexibility in this final team. Uh, we feel good about our draft. We peppered a lot of good positions here. Maybe get a little bit of insurance. Maybe look at a Boston Scott or Edo Smith there in those situations in Philadelphia or Atlanta. But otherwise, we feel pretty good, and we can go many different directions. We've given ourselves a way to go to best player available, and that's always a good thing in fantasy football drafts. So there you have it. There's a look at uh, our 12 teams and how we set them up. Now, what we'll do in our final two segments is kind of a – look at some issues that we're going to have pop up round 10 through round 13 then round 14 through 17 so we'll get into that in a moment but first i'm going to tell you about built bar built bar is the best protein bar you'll ever have that uh, tastes better than all the rest and now it's new and improved even delicious er at built bar because they have six new flavors including caramel brownie cookies and cream cherry barcia lemon almond cheesecake carrot cake and apple almond crisps these are outstanding folks they're bars that are covered in 100 percent chocolate they're all soft and easy to chew and that adds to their delicious regular flavors here that were the original salted caramel banana bread mint brownie peanut butter brownie just to name a few built bars are healthy for everyone that is health conscious you can lose or maintain weight you can still indulge in a very delicious treat while doing so all the bars from built bar low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber fiber great for a keto diet Just take their coconut almond, 18 grams protein, only 180 calories, 5 grams sugar, 5 grams net carbs. So that's great to know that you're eating something that tastes awesome and it's going to be good for you and power you through your day like no other uh, protein bar, that combination of taste and protein. And you can now get a free cooler purchase while supplies last. It'll only last for a while, so uh, take advantage of that now, and you can uh, save special on Built Bar as well. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code Locked On. You'll get ten dollars off your next order. That's right, any order. If you ordered before, it doesn't matter. You can go back and get that ten dollars off. And believe me, once you get that first box, you're, you're going to want your second box, third box. These Built Bars are amazing. So use the promo code Locked On for ten dollars off builtbar.com. We'll be right back here to look at our round 10 through 13 uh, sleepers and uh, debates here that we want to look at specific players, and we'll do that again for round 13 through 17. All right, uh, let's pick up the show here. Uh, round 10, some uh, question marks that are coming kind of up. Ben Roethlisberger versus Daniel Jones. This is a d- interesting debate. They've been ranked around the same range. I think i go with Roethlisberger. Jones' schedule is pretty darn tough. Roethlisberger has some very good weapons here with uh, Chase Claypool in the mix with Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster. Jones has similar weapons, but slow play with uh, Jason Garrett. Well, I think the Steelers are going to be more wide open in the passing game. Also in round 10, we have Noah Fant versus uh, T.J. Hawkinson. The two Iowa tight ends now in the NFL. I'm going with Fant. I think... There's going to be some familiarity issues uh, there for some of the newcomers for the Broncos offense, so there's a lot of talk about Jerry Judy and uh, K.J. Hamler and and all these guys that are coming in, but fan, I think, is going to be a big key part of what they do, especially as they pivot away from blocking tight end more receiving, Hawkinson hurting as well, and still a lot of 11 personnel with Detroit. When we go to round 11, the quarterback debate becomes Baker Mayfield versus Cam Newton, number one overall picks, Heisman trophy winners. I think I feel a lot better with Mayfield. I know people are all over Newton thinking he's all of a sudden going to uh, flip the switch and he's going to be the running passing sensation and match all those guys that we've uh, put in that category like the Deshaun Watsons and Kyler Murrays and uh, Josh Allens. I just don't see that switch being flipped. Mayfield has a lot of weapons here. More tight end, more efficient. Uh, again, I don't love either of these quarterbacks, but I think I like Mayfield a little bit better. The other debate there in round 11 that you look at is that tight end, uh, for a little sleeper help, Dallas it or Jonas Smith? And I'm leaning towards Jonas Smith here. I don't like tight ends who share spotlights with other tight ends because it kind of splits the difference, limits them. Uh, Ertz is a little different because I think he's an extra addition to their wide receiver. But Godert is really playing a lot off Ertz. Jonas Smith has a good chemistry with uh, Ryan Tannehill and they really need to find somebody other than A.J. Brown, so... Jonas Smith is where I'm going versus Dallas Goddard. The next debate there is CeeDee Lamb versus Emmanuel Sanders here in round 11. Now they're about the same ranking here in ADP. I'm uh, going with CeeDee Lamb. I, I like Emmanuel Sanders a lot, but I think he's limited to making some big plays in the offense. And uh, the Cowboys have more vacated targets. The Saints uh, have Jared Cook in the mix, the young tight end. T- Traven Traquan Smith is also there man, Michael Thomas. So I'm going CeeDee Lamb versus sanders there in round number 11. in round number 12 we have another quarterback debate it's uh joe burrow versus kirk cousins this is just roughly based on where these guys are ranked Uh, also giving an idea of uh, which player i like more than the other here in 2020 to me it's joe burrow because the vikings have a good defense they're run heavy team they're run heavier than any team in the nfl that's not going to change here you lost to fun digs Joe Burrow has got three very good receivers in A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, and the rookie T. Higgins. Good backs that can catch the ball, be active there. The Bengals are going to be trailing more, more volume for Burrow. So that's basically what I'm going on is the volume, and I think Burrow's more talented in the end here than Cousins. And Cousins is a pretty good uh, veteran quarterback as well. Then at wide receiver, we look at uh, Jalen Rieger. He's getting a lot of buzz for the Eagles. I'm not as sold because it doesn't look like they're going to just plug him into that Alshon Jeffrey spot. They want him more in the, behind the Deshaun Jackson spot, and Jackson is the healthy one right now. So we'll see. I don't see Rieger playing in the slot. So very limited. But Preston Williams I really like because I think he'll be targeted pretty heavily. He's going to be uh, the Dolphins' key number two receiver with uh, Devontae Parker, probably Gusecki, working in the slot at tight end. So Williams, I think, has bounced back. He showed a lot last year as an undrafted rookie I like Preston Williams more than Rieger. Volume, again, is going to be high for Miami here, whether it's Ryan Fitzpatrick or Tua Tagovailoa. The next debate here is at running back, sleepers. Who do we go with? Antonio Gibson for Washington football team or Chase Edmonds of Arizona? Well, I'm going to say that Gibson has a better chance to see key touches at some point with no Darius Geis in this mix anymore. They don't have really a true receiving back. Well, Chase Edmonds pretty much can do a lot of the things Kenny Drake can do, and he's going to be sprinkled in there, but... I think you'll see Drake be more workhouse mentality while it's kind of more wide open for Washington there with Gibson. We go to round 13. This one has developed. Uh, two first round rookies and we'll throw in a veteran here, a young veteran. And it's all about the uh, AFC West as well. So Henry Ruggs third versus Jerry Judy versus Miko Hardman. So you have a Raider, you have a Bronco, you have a Chief. This one's tough. I think Mikko Hardman could really break out here as the number two, especially if things are uh, not looking great for Hill to be fully healthy. Hardman, we were looking for more of him last year that he'll roll, but I think he'll be more settled here, has a little bit more experience. So again, uh, if Hill has to miss time or the hamstring issue is resurfacing here, I think Hardman clearly is the choice here. But all things considered, if they stay in their current shape, I think it's still Ruggs is the answer because Jerry Judy again needs to work in there. I mentioned Fant and Sutton. Well, Ruggs could easily be the number one target player on his team here as a rookie in 2020. And then finally in round 13, the debate backup quarterback or streaming issue. Jimmy Garoppolo versus Philip Rivers versus Gardner Minshew. Now Minshew, I like some of the things he can do. They're going to throw a lot. They're going to try to run better, but... You know the Colts are going to be run heavy regardless with Rivers in the mix. They do have the three receiver sets, but Rivers is just a hard guy to trust from week to week. So if I'm going for ceiling, I think I might go for Gardner Minshew because he's got some good weapons. If I'm going for floor here, I'm not going to Phil Rivers. I'm going to Jimmy G. Good weapons all around, especially when Debo comes back to help Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. Some of the things that are going on, but... Uh, that's a good debate in round 13, but I think Garoppolo is a safer pick. Minshew is a little bit more volatile, but Rivers is the guy that I'm going to pretty much avoid as much as possible in drafts. All right, so there's your look at uh, rounds 10 through 13 of the debate on sleepers. We still have to get to round 14, 17 draft strategy here. But first, got to tell you, make sure to check out Lockdown NFL here on the network. Uh, featuring former NFL and college scout Williamson, hosted by Brian Peacock. Our sister show here, talking all things reality NFL going into the 2020 season. Check it out. Locked on NFL as well as all our team-by-team podcasts for the NFL as we get deep into training camp and uh, preview all the 2020 seasons. We'll be right back here to uh, close the show in our mock draft week with a look at uh, around 14 through 17 sleepers and final thoughts and strategy. All right. uh, So, again, we set the table here. Looked at our teams through nine rounds, our 12 teams, half-point PPR. We added to what they might be thinking there to close out the draft. And then we looked at uh, some player-specific things that we want to look at while you're on the clock and thinking about uh, who to take as uh, backup help or upside help. So let's uh, turn to uh, round 14 here. Uh, In terms of ADP and ranking, a debate that's interesting here is Curtis Samuel versus Brashad Perryman. This one's tough. Jamison Crowder's there to cut to Perryman. DJ Moore's there to cut into Samuel. But I think Samuel is in a better position to be busier. I trust Teddy Bridgewater getting the ball a little bit more than uh, Sam Darnold getting the ball downfield to Perryman. So that's where I go. Credit Samuel. A lot of hype. I think it's worthy for the Carolina Panther versus the New York Jet. The next debate is uh, Chargers or Patriots backup help. And we know... One thing with these two teams that is certain about the backfield, Chargers are about receiving back Austin Eckler is their most trusted back. Patriots are about James White, their most trusted back here. So we need a compliment, however, to complement, however, the power running game. Justin Jackson here, uh, he has Joshua Kelly to contend with, while you have Damon Harris as Rex Burkhead and Sonny Michelle potentially coming back. I'm going to lean towards Damian Harris. I think he's untapped a little bit. I don't think Jackson has got a stronghold of the job. I think Kelly could really step in there. I think Eckler could see a bigger share, while White is more limited. So I'm going to go with Harris in that uh, debate here. Teddy, Bridgewater versus Drew Locke. This is a late round. and uh, I was more into Drew Locke early, but I think the schedule is a little tricky. The Panthers will be trailing quite a bit. Their defense is not very good. You look at the weapons for Bridgewater, they're not too bad here. When you look at it with Christian McCaffrey... J.J. Moore, Curtis Samuel, Ian Thomas at tight end. Robbie Anderson is a deep threat. I'd say right now they've got more streamlined players here because Anderson has experience with uh, Matt Rule at Temple, so he can handle it. Uh, Samuel and uh, Moore ideal for them, Ian Thomas the tight end. So I think they're a little bit more established, experienced here. I think the offense is better. Here with uh, Joe Brady versus uh, Pat Shermer. So, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater, a little upset over Drew Locke as uh, the guy I like a little bit more as a late round platoon streamer. Now we get to round 15, and I've uh, held off as long as possible not talking about defenses, but eventually, folks, you have to talk about uh, defenses. So it's always a debate who's going to be the number one. We know last year the team that uh, was on, on... under the radar that people were trying to get, the uh, Patriots uh, they ended up really paying big dividends here, so I think it's all about early in the season, who can you trust to uh, do some damage here, so I think New England has a much tougher start, that's for sure, this year, uh, have to host the Dolphins, Uh, that one's not bad, but then they go to Seahawks, Uh, the Raiders are tricky, and at the Chiefs, so again, not loving that here, I do kind of like the Pittsburgh Steelers early, because look at uh, who they've got. They've got Dana Jones. Their defense is very good. Uh, they can go after Daniel Jones, then Drew Locke, and then Watson. So the Steelers, to me, are really not being valued as much. I think they can make uh, more plays than people think. I do also like the 49ers. Not a bad start for them either. At home against the Cardinals, get some sacks on uh, Kyler Murray, then uh, Giants and Jets back-to-back. So the 49ers have a pretty decent start that I'm looking at, so... Really what I'm starting with is who can uh, be pretty good and uh, start off well as well. And those two teams step up right away. The Bills certainly have some appeal with the Jets and Dolphins backing back here to start. So the Patriots I want to bring down a little bit. But yeah, bump up uh, San Francisco and Buffalo and Pittsburgh. The Ravens have been discussed, but... I think the Browns are going to be better. I don't like their early schedule here, especially with the the Texans and Chiefs around two, or week two and week three. You get, you get a little better overall with the Redskins, Bengals, and those type of teams. But, again, I don't think the Ravens is as appealing as the Steelers there throughout this season. Steelers, I, just, I think, are just a better team in terms of getting sacks and all that. So that's where I'm going with there. Those are teams I bump up. Ravens, Bills, and Patriots, I'm going in the other direction, uh, the 49ers, and uh, Bills and Steelers, I really like going up. Now, the wide receiver debate in uh, round number 15 is uh, Al Lazard versus Brandon Ayuk versus Paris Campbell, so you got Lazard uh, flashed a little bit. He's the Packers number two, but you can see Jay Sternberger being there, being the mix. Uh, Adams is a heavy number one. Brandon Ayuk has to contend with George Kittle and eventually uh, Holy Debo Samuel. Paris Campbell's got uh, Hilton and uh, Michael Pittman Jr. So I'm going with Lazard barely, barely. I don't love any of these guys to have consistent wide receiver three return but wide receiver four, five uh, can uh, get in there in the right matchups and uh, produce for you on bye weeks. The next uh, debates here in round 16 in defense. Uh, Let's look at the Saints. Uh, The Saints have been mentioned, but I don't like their start either with the Bucs and uh, Tom Brady in Week 1. Going to the Raiders, that's a little tricky. Then get Aaron Rodgers in Week 3. So it gets a little bit better for the Saints, but hard to get some consistency. I think where they'll really make hay is Round 7 to 8 and 9 when they have the... uh, Panthers and Bears there. So not thrilled about the Saints necessarily. The Chiefs is a bit of an underrated team. They start with Houston. They can get some sacks. They go to the Chargers. Should take some business. The Ravens is hard, but uh, at home against Patriots, not too bad. And uh, down the stretch, they've uh, got some uh, decent matchups as well, including Denver and Miami. So and the Chiefs, not too bad here. I, I still think they're more of a middling defense. The LA Rams are mentioned. This is a team I don't want a part of. I mean, their schedule... It's pretty hard early with uh, the Cowboys, Eagles, and Bills. You look in the middle, maybe the uh, Giants and Redskins can help a little bit. So, really, it's all about how can we exploit the Giants and Redskins. But, again, uh, not so hot on them. The Vikings are a team we should consider. They're at home against the Packers. The Colts with Phillip Rivers. That can be an interception thing. Uh, Tennessee, they're coming in. Uh, Houston, so there are some uh, things to exploit there. They also will get in a week... Number 12, the uh, Panthers and then the Jaguars back-to-back. They also uh, have the Bears in Week 15. So a lot of good uh, matchups for the Vikings. Vikings, just overall good defense. They did lose a lot of playmaking there. But again, I'm leaning towards the Vikings and Chiefs more than the Saints and Rams in that range. Now, at running back, this is where you're going to find your guys. Darrington Evans, he might go well before this. Uh, DeAndre Washington, Anthony McFarlane, who mentioned that. And uh, Joshua Kelly behind uh, Justin Jackson. Then we look at... uh, Tight end, do we go with uh, O.J. Howard, Jay Sternberger, or Knox? It's still Sternberger to me. I think he could have a big role. Howard is going to have to battle Cameron Brayton. Knox has to battle with all the receiving depth. Not many vacated targets there. And also Tyler Croft coming back for the Bills. I like uh, Rashad Penny or Carlos Hyde as a little late uh, stash there behind uh, one Chris Carson. Uh, You have... uh, Steven Sims Jr., I think he's going to have a big role, maybe the second most targeted receiver on the Washington football team after uh, Terry McLaurin. And Tyrod Taylor, I like him. I like the weapons. I, I think you know, very late as a dark throw, as a as a QB2 or QB3, don't mind him. I think the Chargers team is going to be pretty competitive and win some games here, can throw the ball downfield. He's going to give you that running element. Justin Herbert's not going to start anytime soon. So I like him a lot better than Ryan Fitzpatrick in their streaming uh bridge situation and then we finally go to round 17 just circle the word kickers in big letters this is what you're looking for hopefully you've understood that you can find some value all the way up to round 16 with the players actually that can help you and uh maybe defense if you're looking to take care of that but kickers all of them should be saved for round 17 enough said and that's how we cap our mock draft week which really was a mock draft week and a days but that's how important it is here for fantasy football in 2020. So there you have it. If you missed any of our shows with uh, the mock draft, uh, the previous uh, five shows, check them out. Uh, we put a bow on it here for you. We'll uh, go to next week uh, looking at uh, some more fun stuff here for you. Look uh, more back at the uh, sleepers, and bust that kind of stuff. I'll have uh, some special content up at Sporting News you can check out as well. So thanks so much for listening. Have a great weekend and see you Monday with more Locked on Fantasy Football.